In this episode, we're going to look at how to connect the physical layer. I'll show you how to do it and have a discussion of the concepts along the way. In this activity, we're going to explore the different options available on internetworking devices. We'll also be required to determine which options provide the necessary connectivity when connecting multiple devices. Finally, we'll add the correct modules and connect the devices. We'll be discussing identifying physical characteristics of internetworking devices, selecting correct modules for connectivity, connecting devices, and checking connectivity. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Connect the physical layer. I got the lab opened up. Once again, on the left side is my work area for packet tracer. This is where all my devices are. This is where we'll do our configuration. On the right side, on the bottom right, I have the packet tracer activity window up there. I leave that open so we can check our results. On the right side upper, I have the word document. I got that open. I can follow along. I read my instructions from there. That is also where I can go and enter in the answers to the questions. Here's our objectives. Once again, we're gonna look at connecting up all these devices, making our network there, understanding our connections as we use them. Going through here. Part one, identify the physical characteristics of internetworking devices. Identify the management port of a Cisco router. Click the East router. Over here, East router is almost in the center. Go ahead and click on that. Slide it over a little bit. Click the physical tab, should be active, or the physical tab should be active, it is. Click, zoom in, and expand the window to see the entire router. Right here is the zoom in button. Go ahead and click on that. I'm gonna make the window a little bit bigger so we can see the entire device. And there it is. That's actually what the back of this router looks like. 1941 router. That's the model number, 1941. If you had one, you can turn around. This is what it would look like. Zoom in, expand the window to see the entire router. Which management ports are available? Now, once again, management port ports are how we configure it out of band. Out of band takes away any network ports. That takes away all of our ethernet ports. That takes away all of our serial ports. If we look here on this device, we notice that we have two USB ports. Oh, those definitely aren't management ports. We have two, if you can read it, it says GE. Those are gigabit ethernet ports. Those definitely aren't our management ports. Over here, these are high-speed serial connections. That connects up to our network. Definitely not management ports. That leaves us these two in the middle, this aux port and console port. Console port is that console cable we connect into, configure it out of band. An aux port is so you can have a modem at a remote location, dial into that modem, and then that modem connects into the aux port, and that allows you to configure that device remotely without having to be there. Our two management ports are the console port and the aux port. There we go. Identify the LAN and WAN interfaces of a Cisco router. 
which LAN and WAN interfaces are available on the East router and how many are there? We are still looking at the East router. We have that window open here. We zoomed in. Now we're looking for our LAN and WAN interfaces. The LAN interfaces are the ethernet ports. This is gigabit zero zero and this is gigabit zero one. That would be our LAN interfaces. LAN is two gigabit ethernet ports and WAN and WAN would be our serial connection. WAN would be our serial connection. And so WAN, we have one here and one here. Yes, it's one card, but we can have multiple connections on a card. One, two, we have two serial ports. Two serial ports. There we go, let's spell ports correctly. Click the CLI tab, press enter. Back over here on our east router there, I'm gonna click the CLI tab. Press enter. I like to press enter several times, give me some work area. And enter the following command. Show IP interface brief. Show IP interface brief. The output verifies the correct number of interfaces and their designation. VLAN 1 is a virtual interface that only exists in software. Once again, we have two gigabit ethernet ports here. That's what we came up with. That was our answer right here. And then we have two serial ports, which are our WAN connections. Two serial ports. There we go. How many physical interfaces are listed? Oh, we got the two LAN, two WAN, two, ether, two gig ethernet, two serial. Our answer is four. Type the following commands. Now, once again, we can use tab completion or we can type a shorter version of it until it's unique. Now, it says type in show SOHOW. I'm only gonna type in SOH because that's unique. Interface, INT, space, gigabit ethernet zero slash zero. You could go ahead and type gigabit ethernet zero or just type G and then zero slash zero. That will give you that gigabit zero zero interface. Here's our information. I make the window a little bit bigger up and down wise to show us all the information. What is the default bandwidth of this interface? Default bandwidth. We start looking through here. We have this. We have some information about the hardware, our IP address. Down here, fourth line down, it says BW. BW stands for bandwidth. Our bandwidth is, well, that's three zeros, and then three more zeros and one. So it's one million kilobits. One, two, three, four, five, six, then kilobit. 
Well, one million kilobit is a thousand megabits, which is one gigabit. Once again, that is the interface we are in. We are in a gigabit interface. So our bandwidth should be a gigabit, which it is. Excellent. Show interface serial zero zero zero. Show int. And we can abbreviate just an S here. Zero slash zero slash zero. And that gives us our information. I'm going to hit the space bar to get all of it there. What is the default bandwidth of this interface? Default bandwidth. Once again, we are looking for that line that had the BW in it. it stands for bandwidth. Here, our bandwidth is 1,544 kilobits. 1,544 kilobits or 1.544 megabits. And for those of you who are familiar with T1 connections, that is the bandwidth of a T1 connection. I'm assuming then that is a T1 connection running into that serial interface. Step three, identify module expansion slots. Question is how many expansion slots are available to add additional modules to the East router? Okay, so we are in still the East router window. If not, go ahead and just click on the East router, pulls it up. Click on the physical tab here. As we look at the physical tab, notice we have this expansion slot here. It's labeled HWIC zero. There's no label here. So this is not an expansion slot. Over here on the left though, this is labeled HWIC, H-W-I-C, one, and there's nothing in there. This expansion slot is available. We have one expansion slot available here. An expansion slot. On switch two, how many expansion slots are available? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and close E-switch configuration window. I am looking for switch two down here. Switch two, bring it over, expand it out, zoom in. And if we look here, router is a little bit different than a switch. And notice we have one, two, three, four, five. We have five different modules in five different slots here, but the last five, one, two, three, four, five, they're empty. This one does not have a cover plate on it. These last four all have cover plates on them, but they're available to actually put modules in. So you could expand that way. And if you mouse over and you leave your mouse there for a second, you can see that it does say at the end, it's a cover. It's just a simple little cover plate. There's no module. So we have five different slots that are available. Five slots available. Part two. Step one, determine the modules provided the required connectivity. Click, click East. Then click the physical tab. We're already on there. On the left beneath the modules label, you see the available options to expand the capabilities of the router. Click each module, a picture and a description display at the bottom. Familiarize yourself with these options. Okay, over here in our East configuration window on the physical tab, underneath modules, 
These are all available modules that we could take and place in this available slot. If you click on this first one, this HWIC-1GE-SFP, I click on it, this is what it looks like. So we have a picture of it down here in the bottom right corner. Bottom left, this is a description of it. This is a single HWIC with a small form factor pluggable slot in it, SFP. What this is, is it's a module that takes another module in here. These modules are more standardized, the SFPs. You hear a lot of people talk about them in data centers and places like that. Having an SFP, that's what we're going for. Now, what we're doing essentially is converting from a Syscall module into a standardized SFP that a lot of companies use. Next one, HWIC. 2T gives us a two-port serial high speed. This is our serial connections. Once again, we have two of them here. HWIC 4 ESW, four switching ports, just like switching on a router. These are basically it's a small four-port switch you have. HWIC 8A gives us eight asynchronous lines. EI 232, where we heard 232 before. RS-232, essentially what you can do is plug the end of one of those eight asynchronous cables into a console port and then be able to configure those devices through console ports. We have the cover, just a blank simple cover, it doesn't take up a module slot, it just covers it up to provide airflow, keep dust out. And then the last one, GLC-LH-SMD. 1000 base operates gigabit ethernet ports of Cisco industrial ethernet and smart grid switches and routers. It's a specialized switch. Unless you are probably in a manufacturing environment, you probably won't use those. Okay, so we did that. Question here is you need to connect PCs one, two, and three to the East router, but you don't have the necessary funds to purchase a new switch. Which module can you use to connect three PCs to the East router? Well, looking through these again, this was a small form factor. Nope, this is a T2, two serial connections. This was the 4EW, provides four switching ports. This is like a four port switch. I only have to connect three devices, so we can use this. This would be it. That would be our answer there. HWIC-4ESW. How many hosts can you connect to the router using this module? Like we just said, we can connect four. Click on switch two. I'm gonna go ahead and close east. I'm gonna click on switch two, slide over, and it out. Which module can you insert to provide a gigabit optical connection to switch three? From switch two, we want to get a gigabit optical connection to switch three. Well, once again, we have to go on the physical tab underneath modules and find something that says gigabit optical connection. PT switch dash MN dash one CE. Is this a single ethernet port? Nope, doesn't sound like it. This provides one fast ethernet interface that uses copper. Copper is not fiber, not it. CGE. 
gives us gigabit ethernet copper connectivity nope that's not it this here fast ethernet interfaces using media we go back over here it's asking for gigabit not fast ethernet remember fast ethernet is a maximum of 100 megabits per second we are looking for gigabit per second this does not qualify even though it's fiber it's fast ethernet so that does not work 1fge over here provides gigabit optical optical is fiber this provides gigabit ethernet this would be the one we would be looking for the one that ends with the 1fge so the, our answer here is pt dash switch dash nm dash one fge and their dashes not underscores there we go add the correct modules and power up devices what they're having us do is add in some modules we're going to learn how to add modules in this process is almost the same as if you had the physical hardware and you had to add in modules click the east once again, I'm going to close switch to open up east slider over, make her a little bigger, zoom in. There we go. And attempt to insert the appropriate modules from step 1A. This was the appropriate module, the HWIC for ESW. Modules are added by clicking the module and dragging. Over here, I, we can go and click on the HWIC for ESW drag it over notice if i'm not on an available slot it gives me the sort of the i can't do it sign red circle with a line through it but where i put it where i can put it that goes away so i can go there and i can release my mouse button but it gives me an error cannot add module cannot add a module when the power is on this is true of your physical devices when you're actually doing this in a closet or, or in your lab, you actually have to turn off the devices. Now to turn it off, we have to go over here and this is our virtual on off switch. Notice right now the green light, green light signifies it's on. If I go ahead and push the off side of it, notice it the switch toggled and it turned gray. I can go back, I can now grab the module before ESW, come over here, drag it in, drop it. That would be you installing it. Then we can go ahead and turn it back on. Once again, notice before I turned it on here, it's gray and the switch is a little down. I'm going to go ahead and click on the switch. It slides up a little, it rocks up, and then the switch turns green. Now it's on. Using the same procedure, insert the module you identified in step 1B into the slot farthest to the right on switch 2. Okay, we're looking at switch 2. Come over here, zoom in, make this a little bit bigger. Probably don't get to see all of it, but that's fine because we only have our management ports, power switch, and power cable over there. These are our ports. We are looking to do this to the empty slot furthest to the right. If we look here, this black one, that's the empty slot furthest to the right. What we do, what we identified in step 1B, step 1B, we identified the fiber gigabit, the FGE switch, or module, sorry. Come over here, find that. There's the one 
fiber gigabit ethernet. Go ahead, drag it over. Once again, notice it's the, I cannot place it here sign until I get over it. Go ahead, put it there. Oh, I forgot to turn it off. Slide over here, cycle power, green light goes off. I can grab the one FG again, place it in here. Notice it goes right in this time. Go ahead, power back up and boots up. Okay, that takes care of B onto C. Use the show IP interface brief command on switch two to identify the slot in which the module was placed. Once again, we are on switch two here. Use this command. We have to do the command in the CLI. We have to change to the CLI tab. And we have to enter in this command. Hit enter a couple times. Make sure we're logged in, give us some spot. Here's the command, show IP interface brief. And you can abbreviate that, show IP int brie or BR. And it shows us that right there. Now, we inserted a gigabit fast ethernet fiber connection. If we look here, and that went into the sixth slot. Look over here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Back to our CLI. Notice the first one starts off with zero slash one. The second one, zero or one slash one. Third one, two slash one. Notice first one is zero. Second one is two, three, fourth, fourth port, fifth port. It went into the sixth port. What slot was it was it entered into? It was the sixth slot, but we want the name of it. We want gigabit ethernet five slash one. That's where we entered it. So gigabit ethernet five slash one is our answer. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Part three, connect the devices. This may be the first activity you're required to connect devices. Although you may not know the purpose of all these cables, we should by now know the purpose of them. Use a table flow below to successfully connect that. Select the appropriate cable, cable type. We do that down here. And if, if your cable type went away, once again, just click on that orange lightning bolt. Here are all of our connection types. It's all listed here. Click the first device. That would be the one on the left. And then click the port, click the second device and select the interface. If you correctly connect the two devices, you'll see your score increase. And that's why we keep this packet tracer activity window open here in the bottom right. Down here, the completion percentage, every time you connect the cable correctly, that should increase a little. And then by the time we are done, it all should be, you should be at 100%. Okay, let's start working through this. 
Now, for the first one, they're having us get a copper straight through cable. Down here, I've clicked on connections. Here's our connection submenu. These are all the connections available to us. They want us to get a copper straight through. This is the copper straight through one again. Go ahead and click on that. First device we're connecting to here is East Gigabit Ethernet 0 slash 0. Find the East router. East router here is in the center. Notice how my cursors changed to an unshielded twisted pair with an RJ45 on it. A lot of people call them Ethernet cables. Go ahead and click on your East router. We are connecting to Gigabit Ethernet 00. But before I connect or click on Gigabit Ethernet 00, look at our completion score in the bottom right. Completion score is 0%. Come back over here, click on Gigabit Ethernet 0 slash 0. Hasn't increased it yet because we didn't do the other side. Now we connect it to switch 1, Gigabit Ethernet 01. Gigabit Ethernet 01 on switch 1. Down a little bit to the left is switch 1. We are looking for Gigabit Ethernet 01. The top here are fast Ethernet ports. Those are our 100 megabit max ports. We're supposed to connect it into the Gigabit Ethernet 0 port. Gigabits are listed below that. Here we have our gigabit, gigabit Ethernet 0. Go ahead and click on that. And notice our completion percentage. It now went up to 7%. We had that done correctly. If we notice, notice we have one green triangle and one orange circle. It's supposed to be the color amber. Green means we got it connected in. Orange means it's still negotiating the connections. But it will get to green eventually. Let's go on to the second one. We need a straight through cable again. We're going to connect east, gigabit ethernet 01. So east, gigabit ethernet 01 to switch 4, gig 01. Switch 4, gig 01. Once again, gigabits on the bottom. Go ahead and click that. If we look back to our first connection. They're both green right now. And we have a green and an amber one again. That will turn to a green triangle here in a second or two. On to our third line, straight through copper ethernet. We are going from our east router, fast ethernet 010. So here, fast ethernet 010 to PC1, fast ethernet 0. PC1 is up to the left. We only have one ethernet connection there, fast ethernet 0. Just like it says, connect that in. Notice it has to go through negotiation again. Next one, copper, straight through from east 011 to PC2 fast ethernet zero. Fourth one down, fifth one down we're on actually. Another straight through, we're going from east 012 and into our fast Ethernet zero. These were three out of the four ports that you put into that router with that module card. We've used those up. Continuing on, now we're gonna start looking at the different switches and connecting them up to different things. Here, we need another straight through copper. We're going from switch one, switch one and sort of bottom left where we are just working. We're looking for our fast Ethernet 01. That's the top one listed here right below the console. We're connecting that into PC4. 
there's our ethernet once again noticing our completion is increasing a little bit each time has to go through negotiation that why we don't have the two green triangles right away on to the next one another copper straight through that goes from fast ethernet 02 on switch one to pc5 the ethernet there and the next one is another straight through from fast ethernet 03 to pc6 one thing that you may have to do sometimes with these labs, notice PC5 switch one connection only has one triangle. Actually it has two, but they're stacked. So I'm just gonna click, hold, pull down a little bit, spread them out. You can see that we do have the two connections. They're still going through the final negotiations with the switch, but like I said before, they will get there shortly. Okay, we are now on the fourth from the bottom. Here we're asking for a copper crossover cable. Copper crossover cable. Looking through here, copper crossover is the dashed line. Go ahead and click on that. We are going from switch four, gigabit ethernet two, which is down on the bottom of the list, to switch three, gigabit ethernet three one. So to switch three, gigabit ethernet three slash one. Add that connected up. Notice both sides have to go through negotiations. The sides with the switches typically have to go through negotiations and that's what they're doing. Once again, we connected up two switches like devices with each other. That's why we had to use that copper crossover cable. From the third line from the bottom, we need a piece of fiber. This was that fiber card you put in earlier. Down here on our connection submenu, fiber is the orange angled line. Switch three, if we notice we have two fiber connections here, but it's telling us to use the gigabit ethernet five slash one. Well, there it is, gigabit ethernet five slash one. Go ahead and click that up. And that connects into switch two, gigabit ethernet five slash one. So go ahead and click on switch two, down to gigabit ethernet five slash one. It's got the little fiber connector symbol right there. There we are, spread them out a little bit. Notice they're still going through negotiations. Everything else that had to go through negotiation, we're there already. Second switch from the, or second line from the bottom. We're using a copper straight through cable again. We're connecting switch two right here. And on switch two, it's the fast ethernet zero one. And we're going to PC seven. Fast Ethernet, another copper straight through, switch two to PC8. Connect that in, go down a little bit more. We've got our last three connections. Another copper straight through, switch two, fast Ethernet two slash one to PC9. There it is. Second to the last line here. Is a copper straight through again. Switch two gig three slash one. So on switch two gig three slash one, connect it up there to access port, access point port zero. We went on the access point, click on it, connect it up to our port zero. We've connected our switch to there. That will hopefully allow us to connect our wireless devices in. 
And then one last connection. We need to connect the east to the west routers. What we're going to do is typically when we connect up uh, routers, a lot of times we use those serial connections. And that's what we put in. It was a serial card into that router, the east router. Okay. We need a serial DCE. Down here on our connection sub menu, slide over till we find our serial DCE connection right there. It's the red lightning bolt with a little clock on it. It's our serial DCE. Connect to the east first. Connect it to the east first. That goes in the serial 000. Once again, the card you put in had two connections, so make sure you get the right one. And then that goes to west serial 000. Over here, click on West, Serial 000, connect those up, and there you go. We have wired our network. Tablet and laptop aren't connected because we're going to connect those in wirelessly, but everything else is wired together. Part four, let's check our connectivity. Step one, check the interface status on the East router. Click the CLI tab, enter the following command. Go ahead and click on East, slide it over, click on CLI. Once again, I like to open up my window a little bit more. I hit enter several times to give me a nice clean working area. And the command they want me to enter is show IP int brief or BR. Should match to what they have in the lab. Notice our connections are up. We did not use that second serial connection. So that is not up, meaning it's not working. And the only other thing that, um, and here we have serial zero, or sorry, fast ethernet zero one slash three. That's our fourth port. We only connected up three PCs. So that makes sense also. Excellent. Close the window. On the step two, connect the wireless devices, laptop and tablet PC. We're gonna connect these up wirelessly to the network. Click on the laptop. Make sure the config tab is selected. Select the wireless zero interface. Underneath here on the left side, underneath interface, you'll see wireless zero. Put a check in the box labeled on next to the port status. We look in here in our window, here's port status, but there's nothing next to it. Let's make the window a little bit bigger. There it was, it wasn't all the way on. Now, next to port status, put a checkbox in the on, and it turns it on. Now, when I do that, look at the laptop. Give it a second or two, but now it connects in wirelessly. See these little lines represent a wireless connection. We have now connected it in there. Okay. On to step 2B, click the desktop tab. There we go. Click on the web browser. So we're gonna open up a web browser here. Enter in www.cisco.pka. That's a web server in the URL box and click go. www.cisco.pka. Go, there it is. That is the message we should be getting. And that shows we have our wireless connection between our laptop and our access point. On to step 
2C. Click the tablet PC. I'm going to go ahead and close the laptop window. Click on the tablet PC. Slider over. Select the config tab. Select the wireless zero interface. Click config tab. Underneath interfaces, we have wireless zero. Go ahead and click on that. Put a check in the box labeled on next to the port status. Once again, we can't see it. Let's make that window a little bit bigger. There we go. Put a check in the box labeled on. And notice we will get our connection here in a second. There we go. We are now connected our tablet up to the access point. Repeat step 2B to verify the settings. Want us to open up the web page. Go ahead and click on desktop tab. Click on the web browser. Opens up the web browser. There we go. Our URL is www.cisco.pka. And it displays our web page. Once again, showing us we have our wireless connection. Step three, change the access method of the tablet PC. Click the tablet PC, which is gonna open up the window we have. Select the config tab. Go over, over here on the config tab. Select the wireless zero interface. Uncheck the box labeled on. A wireless interface. Go ahead and click on that. Port status, the check box labeled on. Go ahead and uncheck that. Notice our wireless connection disappears. Click on the 3G, 4G cell one interface. Now, once again, that's on the left here in our tablet window, 3, 3G, 4G cell one. Put a check in the box labeled on next to port status. We'll go up here. Once again, turn this port on. Give it a second and notice we are going to get a connection, but now we're going to the cell tower. We're using the cellular network. A little bit different color, once again, to signify this is a cellular connection versus a Wi-Fi connection. And there you go. Let's open up the desktop. Make sure we're in the web browser. Go ahead, hit go again, reload it in, and there we have it. Our web browser worked. Check the connectivities of all the other PCs. Should have connect to the website and each other you will learn to use connectivity testing in many of the upcoming labs quickly let's go ahead and open up PC 7 go ahead and click on the desktop open up the window here click on the web browser in there we'll put in www.cisco.pka gives us our web page come up here PC 3 just check, check another part of our network Open up our web browser, put in our web address, www.cisco.pka. We have our connectivity. There you go. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. 
these episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.